That's a lot of cheese. Louis showing me a picture of this cheeseburger. I could send it to you so you can, uh, <laughs> if you can post it like, as the cover of yeah. thing, even though it's for Arabic food. But this is this episode <laughs> is literally just gonna be like renamed as like burgers. Burgers. I mean, I love. I really do love burgers. You're listening to Home Plates. I'm your host, Dee Dee Madigan, and thanks for joining us for another episode. If you like the tune that's playing right now, then go check out Louis Golub's SoundCloud and Bandcamp page. Louis also happens to be this week's guest. We talk about food from the United Arab Emirates, and Louis also weighs in on the in and out and dicks debate. Stay tuned, you're listening to another episode of Home Plates. All right, today we have Louis on our show. You want to introduce yourself a little bit, Louis? Tell us where you're from and a little bit about yourself. I'm Louis, as I just said. I uh, was born in California, but I moved at the age of one to Dubai, and I lived there ever since. And then I came back to the U.S. for college. Okay, so usually I start out with my guest asking them the first meal they had when they came to the States, but since you were born here. Instead of that, we'll go with the question of when you came back to the States, what did you most look forward to being able to, like, get here? Burgers. (laughs) <laughs> and pizza. Where did you get those burgers and pizza? Okay, so I actually uh, I came here a month in advance because I didn't actually move into the dorms. So I was trying to find an apartment for myself. So I came here a month early. No, two months before school started. I was just here walking around uh, Seattle just looking for the best burgers. First off, so can you go through... Arabic food, even I th- though I think some people know sort of the basics of it, like shawarma, which is, I think, what most people are familiar with. Maybe some other staples. Okay, so I just want to point out that euros are not Arabic. They're Greek. That's the first thing I want to say. But, you know, so the most popular, uh, I think, here is the shawarma. And then after that, a lot of people love couscous. Uh, and that's Moroccan food. Morocco is actually an Arabic country, so I consider that. We share a lot, in, in Arabic food, we share a lot with Persians and uh, Turkish, so, you know, a lot of the food kind of gets mixed in. So, like, a kofta kebab would be the same in Iran and Turkey and the Arab world. The only difference would be the spices. Yeah, so, like, it's interesting because I feel like there's so many places on the Av that advertise themselves as Mediterranean, and a lot of them have similar stuff. So, is there a place on the Av that you feel like is the best? I think the most authentic it's not the tastiest, but it's the most authentic, uh, is Faiza on the Ave. The tastiest, but is not authentic at all, is uh, Sultan's. Okay. You know? So here's the thing with the shawarma. A lot of people have it here, and they think that the shawarma that's like from Shawarma King or Sultan's is the actual shawarma. The problem with all of these places that is that they don't actually get the garlic sauce right. For chicken shawarma, a chicken shawarma consists of the chicken marinated with shawarma spice and fries and garlic sauce, and that's basically it. But in most of these places, like in Sultan's, for example, they just give you the bread and the chicken and the garlic sauce on the side. That's not really a shawarma. I would call this an Arabic sandwich, I guess. But if you do uh, have the time and uh, resources, go up to Vancouver, BC. There's a lot of good shawarma there. Okay. Authentic, great shawarma. Do you have names of places? Yes, so there's my favorite place. It's called uh, Doner Khayal, Doner King, depending on which Google map <laughs> says. I don't know. It's next to Vera Burger. Okay. And another one that my family likes is Aladdin's. 
I guess you talked a little bit about then what makes a shawarma authentic. Are there any other ways to tell like good place to get Arabic food? Arabic food here, I haven't had any really, really satisfactory, authentic Arabic food. I mean, they do the spices right in most of the places, right? But then just the pre- presentation of the food. I mean, you could get a, you know, a falafel sandwich and it'll be the same as having it from uh, Dubai, but, but, you know, there's always that missing thing with most of the Arabic dishes. Uh, for example, there was this Moroccan place I went to. It's called Marrakesh. It's in uh, Beltown, I think. They had this thing called a bastila. It's a chicken pie, but they didn't put they didn't put chicken in it. It just didn't taste like a pastilla. Can you go into like food specifically in Dubai and what that food scene and culture looks like? All right. So uh, Dubai is, as you probably have heard, a very, very international city, and there's all, a lot of Arabs and a lot of non-Arabs in living there. In fact, the actual the local population is only. I think it's about 18% of the whole uh, United Arab Emirates population. So you can see that there's a lot of fusion and a lot of food. So we get a lot of Indian food, a lot of Moroccan, Lebanese, Syrian, also uh, Persian food. Great stuff there. In Dubai, like, if I were just to say, like, authentic Dubai cuisine, I would have to just go, like, probably Mendi or Kebsa. Keep in mind, those are both, you know, the Gulf uh, countries authentic foods. We don't have that much of a difference between one way of making it in one country and the other in the Gulf region. But other than that, I mean, if you just go to uh, Dubai, you'll find the shawarma place in every corner and an Indian restaurant in every corner. You said there's a lot of Indian places. Is there a large Indian population then in Dubai? Yes, I think. They're actually the majority Oh. in Dubai. I, I didn't know that. They're about 60 to 70 percent. Not sure. But yeah, they are the majority in, uh, in Dubai, and that's why we have a lot of Indian food. A lot of good Indian food, too. Okay. That's really cool. Have you been back to Dubai, then, since you've come here for college? Yes, uh, three times. When you go back to Dubai, what's, like, your first stop for food? Shawarma. Where do you go? Uh, I go to this place next to my house called Automatic. It's a Lebanese place, Lebanese grill. And it's like a chain Lebanese grill there. It's really cheap, too, so I could get, you know, the size of a 14-inch wrap for about two bucks. That puts Subway to shame, like major shame. It does. does. (laughs) Subways, so, yeah, like our uh, American restaurants and stuff, they're more expensive in Dubai. But everything else is cheaper. It's weird. At the American places, do they, like, cater Arabic tastes then? So yeah, in, in, in McDonald's, we have a McArabia, which is basically, you know, the chicken burger just put in a, in a pita bread. <laughs> like instead of, the, you know, just the hamburger bun, it's just a pita bread. They put two, and they put some lettuce and tomato, and I just give it to you. Does Dubai have like a strong street food scene? It's not really a street food scene. See, uh, Dubai is not a walking city. Okay. Like, you need a car. It's big. It's, like, three times the size of New York as, as a city on itself with a third of the population, I think. I'm not sure. But it's much smaller in terms of population. It's, like, two million people. So we have this, these places called cafeterias. And there are street food, kind of. But basically what it is is you drive up to them, and they're just, like, next to, you know, you go to, like, the suburbs to go to them. 
and they're next to the mosques. We have like a mosque on every corner in the suburbs, and each mosque has a different cafeteria, and the, you know, you pick your favorite, you keep on going there. And the cafeteria food mainly consists of like naan bread and, or uh, saj, and they put some hot dogs or some chicken <laughs> or cheeses. Just and it's really cheap. All of this podcast has made me just like want to go and travel like to all of these countries and places to like try get the deals first of all and then try yes. all the foods. <laughs> Arabic food is very cheap. Like even even the expensive Arabic food mm-hmm. is cheap compared to like expensive other expensive food. Especially in Dubai where you think, you know, I mean Dubai has a lot of expensive stuff. But uh, you know, the sales there's no sales tax or there's only there's gonna be a sales tax now, but there wasn't a sales tax for the longest time. Mm-hmm. There are no income taxes, so you just like everything's much cheaper. So the United Arab Emirates is like an Islamic country, correct? Yes. Can you talk a little bit about how the food is influenced then by being an Islamic country and like culture? I mean, okay. So in terms of Arabic cuisine in general, Islam has the influence of uh, you can't find any pork in any of the Arabic foods. I mean, you'll find just weird uh, seafood, but, because, you know, seafood is, like, permitted, any type of seafood is permitted in uh, Islam. But you'll never find a pork dish in any Arab country. Not to say that you can't find it, but, like, part of Arabic cuisine, you won't find an Arabic pork dish. But Dubai is, you know, again, an international city, so you can eat pork in Dubai. You can also drink in Dubai. And, you know, it's just you have to go to the right places. They don't serve it to you in the, uh, in the malls, but in the high-end restaurants, they do. So if you were to have a friend over or friends over for a dinner and your friends wanted to, like, have an authentic Arabic meal, what would be some of the dishes that you would make sure at this dinner? I mean, obviously, I'd have to give them some shawarma, some kebab, some kufta, which is minced, uh, minced meat, minced beef, Orman Salam, you know. For Moroccan, my, my favorite is uh, the Bastila, which is basically chicken pie. It's like, it's salty and sweet at the same time mm. because they put like cinnamon almond uh, at the bottom and then they put chick- they, they put a layer of chicken and then they, you know, they bake it and then after that they just put, they like frost the top with sugar and cinnamon. Whoa. But it's just perfect. It's but like- it's so, it is so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird, if you ever go to Morocco, which, uh, you know, I've been to every summer because my mom's Moroccan, so I'd go, and if there's any time, like, you get invited to lunch, they would put three dishes, no, two dishes, and then they'll give you the, the pastilla, <laughs> and I'm like, you're just stuffed by the time it gets <laughs> you just throw most of it away. You have to strategize. Yes. <laughs> is the chicken shredded then? Yes. Or, okay, shredded. And, wow, it sounds really interesting. I mean, I'm, you know, you can't, don't, don't go to Marrakesh. <laughs> they're, okay. they're not going to give you the one with the chicken. It's not bad, it's just not, it doesn't have chicken. And, okay. and that's, that's important. Key element to yes. that dish. You haven't found anywhere else, though, that has it. I, there's one more Moroccan restaurant that I haven't tried. Okay. And there's only two in Seattle. So I need to try that one and see if it's good enough. You should definitely try it. Let me know. Then we can update everyone who listens. Definitely. (laughs) What about for dessert at this dinner? What would you serve them? I mean, you know, the cliche answer is some uh, baklava. Mm -hmm. Because we do have some, you know, we do make some baklava in, in the Arab world. 
But there's this uh, Syrian ice cream, which is really good. It's like handmade, and it's like gelato, but it's, uh, it's thicker and uh, creamier, and it's like kind of stretches like gum. It's really tasty. And also there's this, uh, I haven't had it, but everyone's, t- everyone's just begging me to have it, and it's called an Um Ali. It's an, it's an Iraqi sweet, and that's oh, not Arab, but I'll definitely give them some Turkish delight. <laughs> it's good stuff. Where are Turkish delights from? Are they Turkish or? That's what I heard. <laughs> I mean. That would make sense. I wasn't sure if it was one of those things that's like they just called them that because they wanted to, you know. <laughs> it's an arbitrary name. Also, for this dinner party or whatever that you're having, would there be any like etiquette they should know if they were to come over and you're doing like sort of a formal dinner? I mean, it depends on the dish, but most like uh, in the Arab world, we do eat a lot with our hands, you know, because, like, we make wraps and sandwiches. Also, we we eat rice with our hands sometimes. That's how they do it, like, authentically in uh, the Gulf region. So if you had, like, a mendi, which is basically a rice dish with uh, chicken on top, and it's, you know, the chicken is left to be marinated for two days, and then the rice is also marinated, and you eat it with your hands. I don't have any... for me, I wouldn't, you know, ask for any special etiquette. But. <laughs> so just be prepared to eat with your hands. Yes. <laughs> are there any are there any holidays that involve or incorporate food that where food is like important? Yeah. See, uh, we have the Muslim uh, holiday of uh, Eid al-Adha, which is the the Eid where we slaughter a lamb to feed the poor people and feed ourselves. And yeah, so we just have lamb dishes for practically the week <laughs> after. Are there certain dishes like consist of lamb? So like lamb, uh, lamb shawarmas, lamb with rice. We have this dish where we do like a cinnamon rice, where we put cinnamon in the meat and then put it in the rice. It's weird, <laughs> but I like it. It's it's nice. That sounds like it's like when you have turkey for Thanksgiving, but it's only like your family, and so there's too much turkey, so you just make turkey everything for the next week. Yes, basically. <laughs> what do you miss about Arabic food? You talked about the one dish. Now I yeah. can't remember. It starts with a B. How do you pronounce it again? Uh, Bastila. Bastil. Bastila. Bastila. Okay. So you miss that. Is there anything else that you miss about it? I miss shawarma. Shawarma. I mean... You know, every time I come back here, I just can't have any good shawarma unless I go to Vancouver. So, you know, Vancouver keeps me from going insane. <laughs> but uh, what else? I would say I I do miss the mendi that my dad makes. He makes really good mendi. And uh, Iranian food from uh, Dubai. It's pretty good. Because, like, Iranian food has a lot of, you know, yogurt marinated dishes. Oh, yes, that's that's one last thing. We have this yogurt drink, which is kind of salty. It's called leban, mm-hmm. and it's a salty drink, and it's not alcoholic. It's just just a salty drink. And for when I came here, I realized that not many people have had a salty <laughs> drink before. But if you guys want to have it, it's you can find some in uh, Sultans and Faiza and all these Arabic places on the Av. It's just it's called dug here. Uh, it's the Iranian version. It's basically a yogurt drink. It's really tasty. I mean, to me, everyone <laughs> who you know, who I gave them to try, did not like it. So <laughs> proceed with caution. Okay, so you have the fair warning. This is a salty yogurt drink that you can try, and it's called Doug? Yes. 
All right. And go you- go to Faiza, get the one with the mint. And if you if like you're next to an Indian restaurant, you can get the salty lassi, which is kind of the same thing. And just tell them not to put cinnamon because that would just uh, like I like the cinnamon, but you're not gonna like the cinnamon. <laughs> so you know, don't. I I mean, I had a friend of mine say it tasted like blood. Ooh. So, you know. I want to know how your friend knows what blood tastes like. He got hit in the face. Well, that is something new for everyone to try. If you are brave enough to try it, you should definitely let us know how you like it. If you try it with cinnamon, let us know if it does, in fact, taste like blood. It's cumin. Oh, cumin. I apologize if I said cinnamon first. Okay. If I did, it's it's. I was just cumin. gonna say like cinnamon. I feel like would be yeah. all right, and yeah, that no. it was like would, sweet. The yogurt. Right. No, well, not if it's salty at first. Yeah, it's true. It'd be just that's a weird combination of yeah. things, I guess. Okay. Well, yeah. There you have it. Go try it. Let us know if it. If you try it with cumin, if it tastes like blood, don't get yourself hit in the face. So you can compare the taste, though. <laughs> not that you needed that warning, anyways. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, do you cook Arabic food at all? I'm not a great cook. I My cooking basically consists of uh, ramen noodles and eggs. <laughs> and I think I, I, could, I could fry chicken. I just learned how. And that's it. <laughs> Don't set the oil too high. That just makes the inside raw. There you have it. Fried chicken tips with Louie. <laughs> oh, and I, ma- I, didn't, I did used to make good burgers. Uh, smash burgers. This is a nice like roundabout way how we came. We started with burgers, burgers and, and now we're ending with your tips for how to make burgers. That's, that's good. I do have a couple more things though. I do like to ask all my guests um, their favorite junk food and junk food. If after like a night out and you need food, what is your go-to if you're in Dubai? All right, in Dubai, there's this place. It's a burger place. It's called. Uh, it's it's an Arabic name. It's, it's Adogik, <laughs> which is uh, hard to pronounce for anyone who doesn't know it, which means to your taste, basically. And they just make some really good, you know, cheeseburgers. They also have beef bacon, which uh, kind of tastes like a regular bacon. Beef bacon? Yeah, we have, since, you know, since we don't have uh, pork in Dubai that oh, much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we do uh, beef stuff. I think uh, Cheesecake Factory in Dubai, there's like this dish called... Uh, the chicken Bellagio. And the dish here has some prosciutto on the chicken. And in Dubai, we do have the same prosciutto, but it's just beef. And it tastes the same. I don't know what, how they do it, <laughs> but they do it. And uh, for just, la- you know, lazing around. Oh, yes, I forgot to mention Menaish, which is something you, do, you guys don't have here. Or there is one place. I still haven't tried it because it's far up north. It's basically this... Uh, it's like a pizza but without tomato sauce, and they don't use mozzarella. They use this uh, cheese called the Akawi cheese, which is a Lebanese cheese. It's really salty. Or they put some uh, some dried oregano and olive oil on p- mm-hmm. the dough. And, you know, they put it in the oven just like a normal pizza. It's like basically a Lebanese pizza. It's really tasty. So that's something that I would get if I'm lazy because it's really quick and it comes, they, they deliver it. There's one place next to my house called uh, Manusha Street, which basically means Manish Street. And uh, they just, yeah, they just deliver it for, I think, th- the delivery fee is only $1. It's expensive, though. I mean, like, the Menaish itself. Because in Saudi Arabia, yeah, Saudi Arabia has the best food deals. But I don't advise going to Saudi Arabia unless you really have to. 
<laughs> so I don't like it. Why is that? And my dad is from there. Uh, and technically, I'm from there. Uh, <laughs> but I don't like going there. It's, uh, you know, it's too uh, limiting. But the, mm. the food is great. Okay. Like, that's one thing for sure. The food is great and very cheap. So, like, for example, the Manaish is, like, four bucks for one Manaish in Dubai. And in Saudi Arabia, it's, like, less than a dollar. That's that's crazy. You know, so you could just, like, keep on getting And And the pizza is, like, you know, it's, like, a good 10 inches. So It's a normal pizza. Yeah. Hmm. You know, you fold, it, you fold it in half and then you eat it. And the uh, burgers there are also really cheap. And they have some amazing burgers, actually, like, on par with here. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean... There's this place called Burger Chef in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> just make amazing burgers. It's And they sell it for like two bucks. And it's just, it weirds me out because it's just too good. <laughs> All right. Do you have a favorite food memory? It's a hard question because I love food so much. So <laughs> there's a lot of good memories. I have a, I have a good memory for the time I ate so much. <laughs> two of them. I can tell you those, and then I'll tell you the time that I had You Need a Burger was probably my favorite food memory. In Dubai, the only American restaurant, fast food restaurant that has really good deals is uh, KFC. <laughs> and it's actually much better than here, better tasting, because we use local meats. So you can get a 21-piece uh, bucket for uh, 20 bucks. Meanwhile, here it's like 10 pieces for 20 bucks. Once in high school, we were just like, you know, let's order s seven buckets. We were a class of 30 people. And, you know, I was like, okay, you know, so everybody's probably going to have, you know, four pieces and we're going to finish that. But that didn't end up happening because people, you know, are too weak to eat <laughs> more than two pieces. So I had to uh, end up, I ate 14 chicken breasts from oh KFC. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know, it's a lot. And uh, now my problem, and I had like a, some fries and some Pepsi and some buns. I did not eat the most. The guy who did had a whole bucket to himself. Oh my god. 21 pieces of chicken. <laughs> he just kept on going. Madman. Like, he's the only person I know who eats, like, significantly more than me. <laughs> other than that, the other time, uh, last day of high school, I went to this uh, buffet with uh, a group of friends. It's called Kitchen Six. It has six kitchens. So, like, Arab food, Chinese, Japanese, Italian, dessert, and a pasta bar. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the pasta <laughs> bar because I love pasta. And, I, and we get there, and I'm eating. I, I couldn't find the pasta bar, so I go, you know, to the, uh, to the Arabic section, then to the Chinese, then to the Japanese, have the, have the steaks. The Ameri yeah, there was an American one, too. I apologize. So there were steaks and stuff. And I had, like, seven plates. <laughs> so after seven plates I was like you know I'm full now I'm disappointed that, that I didn't get to eat the pasta bar and I look to my side and the pasta bar is right next to our table and I'm disappointed so you know I just wait an hour there and then I have some uh, some pasta afterwards because I'm gonna get my money's worth it was uh, it was 40 bucks so oh you know gosh. Money well spent. I would say so. 40 bucks <laughs> and you got like, you could get food from wherever. Yeah. And I did. That's the thing. See, usually people just go yeah, spend 40 one. bucks and get like two, three plates. I got like seven. <laughs> and, then, and then the pasta. And then the pasta. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm not proud that I ate that much, but I'm proud that I got my money's uh, worth of food. Yes, that's it. Or no, actually, so here's here's my favorite food memory. I think it would be the first time I had an In-N-Out burger. 
Because before that, I was fascinated with just regular fast food burgers in Dubai. <laughs> so like my favorite burger was actually a burger from Burger King. And now I feel so disappointed in my younger self for loving, <laughs> like that was the top, that was the number one, you know? And then I go, I come to the US, uh, not here. I was in California la the summer before I came here for some paperwork and I had some in and out. And I was just like, I just went crazy because it's just really good. And I wish they bring some here. I mean, it's already in Oregon now, so a few years down the line, maybe. Okay, then I have to ask then, are you a fan of dicks? Yes. Yes. How, how does it compare to In-N-Out? Because I feel like this is a very big debate amongst all the Californians living in Seattle right now. They're, they're two different things. Dicks is not consistent. But when they're good, they're really good. In-N-Out, it's also not consistent. I would say, for me right now, like the first time I had dicks, I thought it was okay, you know? But then I had to just keep on going back. Like, it just <laughs> kept me coming. So that has to say something. With In-N-Out, it didn't keep me coming. I used to compare it to like five guys. So, you know, for me, I would say dicks. And I, I know I'm gonna get a lot of shit for that, but. So you're going with dicks. I'm going with dicks. That makes me really happy. I'm, I'm a Seattleite, so I have to pledge my allegiance to dicks. So I have roommates who are from California. And oh, so, so they must be telling you. Have you do they also like hype the shit out of uh, Shake Shack? No, no, they swear by, they like, it, they just swear by in and out It's good, in and out or die. Because now, this is probably my most controversial statement. I don't like Shake Shack. I haven't tried Shake Shack. I, we, have one, we have one in Dubai. It's overpriced. <laughs> and it just doesn't taste that good. I mean, there's when there are much better burgers from the local joints in Dubai than Shake Shack, I kind of question its uh, <laughs> authenticity, you know? It's the fact that, like... The lines are so long. Like, I remember, like, going to New York and seeing the Shake Shack there, and then there's a line, like, around the block for a burger, and I was like... You know, we had the line for Five Guys when it came to Dubai for the first time. Really? Yeah. I like Five Guys. I do, too. They, they make decent fast food burgers. I think they are probably the best fast food, like, nationwide and international joint, I would say, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, what else is the uh, alternative? McDonald's, Burger King. Hardee's. McDonald's has gone better, I feel like. Yes, they, their chicken nuggets are, are at the bottom. I love their <laughs> chicken nuggets. But they're, you know, the Big Mac is still, it's still not as good as like a Five Guys still. Definitely not. Uh, what else? Hardee's or Carl's Jr. Mm. here is much better in Dubai. I have to ask, how do burgers from Dubai, how are they distinct from American burgers? Are they, do Dubai burgers try to kind of like take after like the standard American burger or do they, you know, have their own thing going on? Uh, it depends on the place. I mean, we do have some places which just try to make the most authentic, mm-hmm. you know, like some, uh, you know, making smash burgers. For example, we have this place called Krush Burger, which is supposed to just be a uh, authentic smash burger uh, I don't like it very much <laughs> but we have this other place which just wants to make the tastiest thing ever and the, the most unhealthy tasty thing mm-hmm. ever it's like they just fill it with cheese yes I was gonna ask if you've had like stuffed che- like burgers before oh no not it's oh, not no. stuffed it's not stuffed it's just there's a lot of cheese oh, a okay. lot and Sorry. it's like you, you they you know when you add an extra patty they don't mm-hmm. charge you for the cheese like they do here 
Mm. So you don't get that uh, issue. But here. That's a lot of cheese. Louis showing me a picture of this cheeseburger. I could send it to you so you can, uh, <laughs> if, if you can post it like, as the cover of yeah. thing, even though it's for Arabic food. But this is this episode <laughs> is literally just gonna be like renamed as like burgers. Burgers. I mean, I love. I really do love burgers. Like for real. I would talk about shawarma places here, but if they were good, you know, <laughs> that's the problem. And now, like, I think I might be banned from all the shawarma places. Their their euros are nice. Their euros are amazing and. Mm-hmm. You know, even though they're about this, like about the same everywhere, you know they taste great. They're so like I have no issues with the Arabic places here. I just uh, think they should work on their garlic sauce. Like for real, just get some good garlic sauce. What 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 is the garlic sauce like so, lacking? So see, here's here's the problem with the garlic sauce here. Either it's garlic mayo, mm-hmm. or just mayo with a hint of garlic, and garlic sauce doesn't actually have mayo in it. It should not have any mayo. It should be just like you whip garlic with, uh, or not whip, you grind and mm-hmm. then whip garlic with some oil and it turns into this uh, to this white paste. So it's like white garlic paste. And you know, for Ar- like in Arabic, we just call it garlic. Like it's literally just the Arabic name for garlic. Okay. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, that's that's what they have that's lacking. Faiza did it before. See, here's the, here's my problem. It's like Faiza had it uh, when I came here freshman year. Mm-hmm. They had it, so I was happy, and I was like, oh, well, it's expensive, but it tastes good, mm-hmm. right? It tastes the same. And then they switched it up. They just put mayo instead, like garlic mayo, and I was just disappointed. <laughs> it's like they know how to do it. They just stopped doing it. Their beef shawarma, though, is great. Because and it's very authentic, because they do the tahini sauce in beef in beef shawarma. We don't actually use garlic sauce. Yeah. We use tahini sauce, and they have good tahini sauce. So the garlic sauce goes with the chicken. Yes. Okay. I mean, I would put it personally. I put it <laughs> with everything. Yeah. But no, like the way to do beef shawarma is to put tahini sauce, and the way to do chicken is to put the garlic sauce. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Faiza was has is one place I have not tried before in that. Oh, so it's, it's um, expensive now though. That's, okay. That's uh, thing. Uh-huh. I just hope the restaurant owners aren't listening for real because I'm just trashing a lot of their stuff. Don't worry, Louie. I think you're safe. Um, <laughs> as much as I know, we have so many listeners out there. I'm just gonna <laughs> take a gamble and say the restaurant owners of all the Arabic places on the app are not listening. <laughs> I just want to say though, shout out to Samir. Samir, I interviewed Samir for... Shout out to Samir, though. For Samir's real, Mediterranean Grill. Because he makes tasty stuff. He and, is the uh, nicest dude. He's he's really nice, yes. You know, not authentic, but very tasty. <laughs> it's it's the cheapest one on the app right now for the Euros. And it's just... Per, like, they're, they're, the Euros, my favorite Euros are from him. That's for sure. Because he does it in a different way, I guess. I don't know. It just tastes a bit different from everyone else. So, yeah. I like Samir's a lot. He's a... I did an article about him and his little place. He's just, like, the nicest old guy ever. Yeah, you know, he... So happy. He, he gave me a free dessert once. It was really tasty. He's, uh, he's the best. He's yeah. The best. Everyone yeah. should go to Samir's. Like, I feel like it's one of the less popular ones, too. Because it's yeah. kind of tucked away. Yeah, yeah. 
It's but next to the ice cream shop, Sweet yeah, Alchemy. Go to Samir's and then go get Sweet Alchemy, guys. Like, go support Samir. He's, like, the most awesome dude ever. For ice cream, you should also get uh, Full Tilt. Oh, yeah, Full Tilt is so good. Full Tilt all the way. Honestly, I prefer Full Tilt over Sweet Alchemy. Like any I day. do as well. It's and a better I like price, it, I think. Yeah, I like it more than Molly Moons. <laughs> Everyone's going to hate me for that, too. No, no, I totally agree. I think, like, Molly Moons and Sweet, like, those kind of ice cream places are kind of overhyped. Yeah. With, like, with Full Tilt, like, yeah, it's like they have weird flavors or whatever, but it's, like, a good amount of ice cream for the price you're paying. Yeah, and also, like, their basic stuff, like the vanilla, it's just... Perfect. It's just a perfect vanilla, you know? And I would get a shake from them, like a vanilla salt caramel with just extra Oreos. Like, I'd pay, you know, because every topping is 50 cents. Yeah. I'd pay a dollar for the Oreo, just like... And it turns brown because of the amount of Oreo I put in it. But it's really good. Really good stuff. Definitely recommend going there. It's on 50th, next to the Safeway. Yeah, or the, or the Walgreens, like... So yes. if, you, if you need to pick up a prescription from Walgreens, go get full tilt and treat yourself because you're probably sick or something. Unless it's insulin. Yeah, um, yeah unless it's insulin. <laughs> so there you go. Um, all right. Louis, is there anything else you want to talk about? I think I'm good. We talked a lot about burgers. You got some good food wrecks. Our listeners have good food wrecks. That's so awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. This was another episode of Home Plates. Uh, Stay tuned and subscribe because you can now subscribe on iTunes to the podcast. Sweet. (laughs) And uh, yeah, thanks for listening and stay tuned for next week's episode. Science, technology, engineering, and math. My name is Prapanit Dua, and I host a podcast called Women in STEM, where I sit down and talk with men and women in different STEM fields about where their careers have taken them, and I also discuss important issues surrounding women in these fields. Join me every other Tuesday on the Soundbite Network from the University of Washington. For more like this and other great shows covering sports, science, relationships, and the arts, visit the Soundbites website, uwpodcast.com. That's uwpodcast.com.